So you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life. The only question before that question. How do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted. We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See jared.com slash price match for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, and welcome to Everyday Connection with your hosts, Rico Shields and Jean Victoria Norlock. Bringing your inner light to your everyday life. Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of Everyday Connection. I'm Rico Shields, and uh, our delightful co-host, Gene, will be with us shortly. And uh, we have Ronnie Lipstein this week as our special guest. Really looking forward to uh, chatting with her. Uh, So while we give everybody a moment or two to call in, uh, I'd just uh, like to take this brief time selfishly to discuss one of my little pet projects it's actually not my project at all but it is one of my uh, favorites Um, it's at a website www.peaceoneday.org and uh, uh, Jeremy Gilly a filmmaker started uh, Peace One Day and he's hopeful of really making a big one uh, for next year 2012 with his global truce so I hope that everybody will uh, uh, take a moment, take the opportunity to go over there to peaceoneday.org and uh, check them out. All right. Ronnie. Hi. Hey there. Can you hear How me? are you? I can hear you fine. <laughs> I'm good. How are you? Perfection. Excellent. <laughs> So All how's right. everything going? Lovely. Just, and Jean is, we're, we're just waiting for Jean to uh, call in. Yeah, she'll be on the line momentarily. Uh, she Skypes in, Wonderful. so it uh, uh, takes a little uh, tap dancing across the keys for her to get in when we first start. Uh, but, uh, yes. Uh, and we're still getting used to Blog Talk. I guess this is our second or third, second show on Blog Talk? No, third. Oh, how very exciting. And, uh, Is it so the we're second or the fun. third? It's the third. Oh, well, that's the third. I had to think about oh, it. Oh, yay. I don't really remember the first much, it seems. <laughs> but, uh, uh, well, three is, is the number for completion, um, like the moon cycles. And uh, so I'm very honored to be number three. <laughs> Absolutely. So I see from the chat room that uh, Jean's having a little trouble getting in. So uh, so we'll just take off. I just told everybody that uh, Ronnie Lipstein was going to be our special guest this week, and here you are. Yay. Yay. <laughs> so, uh, we uh, just go ahead and dive in. Uh, Jane always uh, or generally asks the first question, the traditional first question, 
because she uh, started it on the first uh, show that way. Uh, And it goes, well, we can't say it exactly the way she originally said it, but uh, who in the world are you and what do you do? (laughs) That's a pretty big question. Who in the world? Well, (laughs) yeah, well, in my little, in my little, in your little corner of the world these days, um, yeah. Uh, what is it? What what in the world would make me want to have you on Everyday Connection? I guess. Ah, uh, I see. You know. Well, uh, because we want to we want to hear some of the story of you know. Well, I used to be this, and now. But you're a. Um, um, let's see. What did I put here? Loveologist, communication specialist, literary artist, a life coach, and talk show host. I know what those are. But yeah, I am all of those things, um, and they're all actually quite inter interrelated. Uh, communication specialist is uh, definitely a requirement for anybody in the field of wisdom and wellness who is providing any kind of um, assistance and uh, guidance to anyone with their life, which is, of course, the life coaching and enlightenment guidance, which are very, very much um, similar veins with the different words. A rose by any other name is still a rose, as the saying goes. Essentially, what I do and who I am and my life and my role in this world and in my own world is dedicated to facilitating a journey that is as comfortable and as easy as well as as full of love as possible in assisting one to face their fears and to be able to live a a life that is fulfilled and happy and healthy so that's pretty much everything that that I do and that we do here at Sanctuary Soul Sanctuary um, is dedicated towards. It's dedicated towards uplifting, assisting, empowering, and enlightening um, the individual for the benefit of the all. Because when one person is given any sort of assistance and does the the journey to healing and they themselves are able to rectify any fears that they may have had, they are therefore then themselves a more positive being in the world. So they are benefiting everybody as a result. That's fantastic. I like the uh I like the short version. Jean, can you hear me? <laughs> I can. I came in oh, right yay. in the middle of that. Ronnie, Welcome. I'm sorry. I uh, I said hello. Right? Oh, I didn't please don't apologize. <sighs> How are you, love? I'm wonderful. Thank you, doll. How are you? I'm excellent. Thank you. Much better now that yeah, I can so talk just... to you. <laughs> yay. <laughs> and we just missed each other in the uh, cross moves between Montreal and Toronto. I know. How crazy is that? I know, right? <laughs> How crazy is that? I was going to um, say that is interesting. You know, Ronnie's from Montreal. Was now over in Toronto, and Jean was in Toronto, and now she's in Montreal. I know it's wonderful. The little the little synchronicities that occur. 
<laughs> yeah, it's 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 um it's different here. Um wow. Montreal, wow. yes. Yes. Um goodness gracious, God bless the French and their European lifestyle. <laughs> No, really. Yeah. I mean, I'm 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 struggling because I I don't know the language yet. So finding work should be entertaining. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you I know what? Out. There's there's a very there's a very large English population in Montreal. Um, I'm an English speaking Montrealer. I was born into an English family, and um, there is a large population of English speaking uh, people in Montreal, and places that you can find work that um are for the most part English as opposed to French. So Well, I feel better, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, was to, I was start I was looking online today and I was starting to worry just a little bit um about the whole job hunt thing cuz it's challenging enough having been out of the journalism industry for years and years and years and coming back in and saying, "Well, I know I've been not here for 20 years, but I published three books. Does that count? Ta ha ha. Um, so, you know, that that would be challenging enough as it is, but then looking online, it's everything's bilingual, so it's like, ha ha, what am I yeah. going to do? Well, I think once, uh, too, not to interrupt, but your, your daughter's going to be starting at an English-speaking school where yeah. you might run into some English-speaking parents. Yes, I imagine yeah. there will be English-speaking parents there. <laughs> Yeah, there is it's it's a healthy it's a healthy populace and there's definitely um there's definitely potential and opportunity. It is much you do have to look for it um because Montreal is in Quebec which is predominantly French, but Montreal is quite there's quite a, a large scale that are English. So I found I found people to be very accommodating. I usually um tell the girls in the stores and stuff to go ahead and keep speaking French to me once they figure out that I'm English because I speak to them in English and they'll switch over to English. And I'm like, no, no, keep speaking French. I'm trying to learn. Um, and they like that. It, but what I really love about the about the whole area is just um, the laid back European yes. family artistic yep. feel to it. Yeah, it's it's definitely a different vibe than Toronto. Yeah, they're very bold too, you know, and I love that because they're not they're not afraid. Um, mm. Certain aspects of what I would call normal adult life, um, you know, there's some things that my daughter has noticed that she kind of went, wow. They have those everywhere, and it's like, yeah, well, you know, I mean, um, there's certain aspects of European culture that they're not. They're not scared to discuss or talk about or be open about. Their um, displays of affection between couples are open and public, and it's wonderful because, you know, why are we hiding that? Um, so, yeah, it's, it's a very nice feel to it. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that you're enjoying. I definitely love Montreal very much, so it's always nice to hear good things about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, indeed, that no fear thing kind of made me think about what we all do for our for uh, occupation, our our personal our, legends, yes, our proclivities. We were we were sort of in yes. a in a uh, great. Uh, who in the world are you, and what do you do? Except uh, world is not the word you always used to use, but that was <laughs> um, 
so tell us, I, I know that Jane wrote in her intro part, and people may be wondering that you uh, sort of threw away one life to pick up your life in uh, uh, being a camp counselor, an adventure guide, um, and all the things that you have listed here. Oh, I don't think I was ever a camp. I, I actually I was a camp counselor when I was eighteen. Um, but what I what I gave up was um, an extremely successful business in um, I, in corporate. I, I was going to say in corporate Canada. Corporate Canada. <laughs> you don't hear that very often. That other, other country. Yeah, I was. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I was uh I was rising in the ranks very rapidly. Um I was working in the fashion and entertainment industries in marketing, specifically marketing, advertising and public relations. Um which is in and of itself a cutthroat business. Um and in fashion and entertainment a highly stressful cutthroat business. There is a, an enormous turnaround with respect to the different seasons and production times, so on and so forth, um, and a huge emphasis on, of course, in that I was doing the marketing, advertising, and PR, um, selling people on the product that you're representing and the means by which the advertising company or the advertising world works is and and unfortunately it's it's media in general for the most part um is to convince people that their life is somehow lacking without your product and it became uh, a little bit too overbearing for my my body mind and soul to continue along the lines that I was that I was traveling and um and keep my sanity, <laughs> let alone stay true to myself. So it, it was a decision that I made um, to not continue in that and to be true to myself, which was a huge decision on the financial side because the stability and security, which, of course, is a perceived illusion because no one has stability and security in any job. In any job, you can be let go um, in a split second uh, but that perceived security and stability of working for someone else and getting your regular paycheck as long as they have use for you um, was a big thing, a big adjustment to be suddenly self-reliant and um, devoting my entire beingness to what I believe I am here to do, which is to assist others to be true to themselves and to find fulfillment in so being on all aspects of life, both the financial, the personal, the spiritual, so on and so forth. So um, that that was a major shift for me. Yeah. And uh, I've I've been uh, walking or sailing that road ever since. But before, uh, even before then, um, the corporate was was really in between. Um, I had begun my journey when I was in my 20s um, to the realization of who I am, uh, what I believe, what my purpose for being here is. Um, I had known from a very young age I was always interested in being of service to others, but the conscious awareness of just how deep and, and how far-reaching that was 
was more solidified in my 20s. And then in my um, mid, mid-20s mid to early 30s is when I was doing the corporate. So it was kind of an in-between thing. And then I went back to what I had discovered was my true purpose for being here. So, Yeah, it so, can be a, quite a jump. Uh, Jean and I have just been talking about that, really. A, a lot, yeah. actually. So I, I'm actually glad that, of course... Everything always happens at the right time for the right reason, um, and we would have been glad to have you here tonight, anyways, Ronnie. But, um, I'm. How long ago did you leave corporate world? How long did it take for you to do the transition? And um, the the hard hitting question that people really want to know, because I want to know, and you know, Rick wants to know, and everybody else out there wants to know. How scary is that? And how do you overcome that fear of of giving up that pretend security that you perceive that you have in order to jump in with both feet and eyes Awareness. closed and hope you don't hit the bottom? <laughs> well, the, the first thing is that your eyes aren't closed. And uh, awareness is really is really good for that, right? Um, I again, I I didn't uh, I didn't get out of school and go into corporate, right? I was I was consciously aware of who I am and what I believed before I wound up going into corporate. It was uh, I had my uh, son at the time. I was a single mom. I needed to get something that I felt was stable and secure to be able to provide for him and myself um, because I was independently providing. And uh, so the corporate position came came up. It was a, an opportunity that was made available, and I took it. And as I said, I arose rather quickly um, as far as, as status goes, and I declined probably doubly as quickly as far as my beingness goes, my my um, sanity goes. So when I made the decision, it wasn't... It wasn't such a fear-based decision as much as it was, okay, so what what is in store for me next? Because this is obviously not what I'm supposed to be doing. So I know it sounds extraordinarily scary, and I have to admit that there have been many, many times along the road that I have definitely faced um, many enormous fears. I have been in financial crisis on more than one occasion, and um, there has been more than one occasion that I have questioned my choice and uh, the pathway that I had taken only because of the societal standards that we live by and what we believe is what we should be having and uh, the life that we should be leading in accordance to somebody else's um, rules and regulations and uh, norms and mores and all of these other preconditioned thoughts that are not necessarily truth and not necessarily based in that which truly creates happiness. So being aware of these things is, to me, uh, a key uh, to anyone that I would be speaking with um, regarding that whole fear and, and, and making the jump. It's, it was not like I was standing on the ledge and was making a choice between jumping or staying. It was more of a natural occurrence that, um, you know, I was 
I was literally losing my soul where I was. It was killing me more and more every day knowing that we were trying to sell products to people who probably didn't have the money to be able to afford it. But we were putting forth such convincing marketing plan, marketing campaigns, advertising campaigns that were convincing people that they were ugly or they were they were somehow lacking in some way that their life would be so much better if they went out and they bought this article of clothing or saw this specific um, entertainment show. And I just couldn't handle that. So it was like... It's not it's not such a, a leap as much as, as something that had to be done. I don't know right. if that if if if, if no, that yeah, makes no, perfect any sense. sense. That makes it, perfect it makes sense. Per- perfect sense. Um I just always find it a comfort, I think, to those who are just um just getting to that stage in their life where, where they're at the crossroads and they're making a choice and even a reminder to those of us who have already made the choice and, and who might need have the a reminder. Who might have a moment of question that the, um, that we all have those moments of questioning and and oh, I, I, to this day <laughs> to this yeah. day there are moments <laughs> <laughs> yeah well because you know life is not is it's not a cookie cutter um, setup for any of us we don't come in here with a preconceived notion of how everything is going to be and if we do we've forgotten it by the time that we're old enough to be consciously aware that it even matters what our our life is going to be and and the and the road that we're going to be walking down. So, you know, whether you are working corporate or you're working for someone else doing something that you can't stand that's killing you or you are doing everything that you can to do what it is that you know that you're here to do, either one of them there is going to be struggle, there is going to be doubt, there is going to be questioning because Things come up in life. Things come up that we have absolutely no preparedness for. There was no, again, there's no cookie cutter um, book that that you're given and, and it's told, okay, well, when you're 31, um, this is going to happen to you. So these are the choices you have available, and we recommend you go with this one. It's just not like that. Things come up you don't know, and you have to deal with those things. And whether you're working, making an enormous amount of money for somebody else, or you're not, and you're doing whatever it is that you feel that you're here to do and you're you're building your own business and you're having to rely on yourself, in both instances, something can come up. You can get fired from the job. Um, somebody can get sick. An accident can happen. Um, for women, you're PMSing. For men, you're PMSing without the label. I mean, things come up. You get emotional and and it you know you you're caused to question people go through a midlife crisis and their life seems to be perfect and suddenly they actually start looking at it from a different perspective and the perfection that they thought was is no longer because they're looking at it differently so for people who are um who have given up the the standard uh societally accepted way of life and are doing what it is that they feel that they are here to do and and questioning remember that the people who are who are not doing what they're here to do are questioning <laughs> right right and and society sort of has if society had dna it's sort of in there that well but if you if you clutch to this job you know it 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 may not be fun but it, it it's going to be okay and then when you release that it's almost like 
you know, you had to let go of your life preserver in order to get on the rescue boat. But when you let go of the life Absolutely. preserver, you freak out because that's your only security you've had for they, – they took our security blanket, sort of. Yes, Absolutely. And, and I completely understand that, except I think one of the things that helped me as well to choose not to go back um, in those moments where I was facing mass financial crises or other things in my life was the realization that even when you get a job in corporate or just working for someone doing whatever, there is no guarantee there is no guarantee. There are layoffs that happen all the time. You know, the recession hits, and all of a sudden, there are thousands upon thousands of people that are out of work. And they didn't do anything. They didn't suddenly stop doing their job as well as they were doing it before. They right. just happened to be a victim of circumstance. So that security blanket is an illusion, Right, and and not only is it is it an illusion, but how much is a person sacrificing of their self dignity and self respect and self worth um, for most of these jobs, which ha- which there is a huge percentage of um, har- harassment and 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 abuse and people taking advantage. I mean, I know from from personal experience. In the industries that I was working in, getting getting screamed at because somebody was stressed out because the line needed to get out into the stores by this date and the, the campaign needed to be done by that time was was very standard. Yeah, I was yeah. Just, I was actually just going to mention there's a lot of because um, I, I was in the service industry for years and years and years and yeah. there's a lot of anger and tension yes. in the industry. A, a huge yeah, amount of anger and tension in the industry. You've got servers yelling at servers, servers yelling at cooks, cooks yelling at servers, managers yelling at everybody, customers yelling at everybody. And the the tension is just so high that is it worth so it? So high. Just to pay And, so and should high. you say anything, you're just sort of told, you know, hey, suck it up and grow yeah. up. It's, this, is, yeah. this is the business. Or goodbye, is, because you're easily yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or you or you just get fired because you're easily replaceable. There's a dozen of you waiting for that job. Yeah, because you're you're rocking the boat. Yeah. Because you're and saying so it's that, not acceptable to be treated that way yeah. and they don't have time to listen to that because they have people to yell at. So it's it's really it, it it's really the, the again my my first response is really the the ultimate response which is how do you do it you do it walking with your eyes open in awareness and when you do that you recognize that you're not really giving up something you are gaining and you are gaining so much and you know amazingly when you stop doubting and fearing as much, um, which of course there are moments that, as I said, I've had my own moments where I've been in in massive doubt, um, and there was good reason for it because of my physical reality and what I was seeing around me. But even in those moments where what I was seeing around me, because um, I, I was given many opportunities to have this experience, um, when I got to the point where I wasn't freaking out as much, things work out. They they seem to fall into place. 
So it also, on an energetic level, um, when we aren't so stressing about our decisions and we aren't freaking out that things need to come together when they're not coming together and we we have a little bit more faith in things happening and a little bit more belief that where we are is where we need to be, when we know that what we're doing is what we're here to do and we relax a little bit, things seem to start to fall into place all by themselves. Um, but there is that, you know, uh, for some, I mean, there are some people that don't go through this at all, but for those that do have that insecurity and that doubt and that struggle, when you start to let go of the insecurity, doubt, and struggle, things start to come together, which I know for some people it seems... Um, it seems like a crock, but as I've had the personal experience of it myself, I can say and attest to the fact that it is is a truth. Our stress and, and our doubts and when we when we start freaking out because we don't have enough money to pay a bill or the rent or so on and so forth blocks the energy that may be wanting to come to you to assist you to take care of those very things that you're freaking out about. Absolutely, and and what I keep hearing uh, uh, when you were going back and forth to uh, the, the security really wasn't it was an illusion. You can get fired any time. Companies go down. Yeah. Uh, the uncertainty's always been there. It's just in one case exactly. you're numb to it and or or not looking at it, not acknowledging it, exactly. and in the other case, yeah, you, you know. So somehow <laughs> you you went to work those first days. You, you, you know, and and you probably felt scared, and you know, I, who am I to say I know how to do this job? These people have been doing this for twenty years. Oh my gosh! And but somehow you told yourself it was going to be okay, and you did it anyway. And um, so anyway, that the, that the uncertainty was really always there. We just lied to ourselves about it. I think there's there's another element to that as well, is that it's the social acceptance of that insecurity, okay? It's socially acceptable to have a job and get laid off because the company went under or or we're in the middle of a recession or whatever, right? Totally, yeah. It's not socially acceptable to be a parent, single or otherwise, and to give up your career to follow yeah, your yeah, passion yeah. and your dreams and take a huge monumental totally. risk. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, and Absol- there's no, no, I have no idea. <laughs> exactly, right? So there, there's that element as well that I think maybe needs to be talked about for people that are in that situation right. so that they know that there right, is right, right. a huge soul family out there that does accept that yes. as being acceptable. I yes. mean, it might not be mainstream socially acceptable, but we accept it. Yes, we hear that elder male well, voice going. That's not, you can't, how selfish of you? How selfish of you? Fact, you have a child to think about. When, it, when in fact it's the least selfish thing that you can do. Um, you know, when we, are, when we are doing what we are here to do, what, what, is, what is more important than fulfilling what your purpose is for being here, right? A person who is is let's just say um a garbage collector when they're supposed to be a medical doctor what 
how are they fulfilling their purpose for being here just because they know that they've got this job that's bringing them security, but they are unbelievably unhappy. Therefore, they're extraordinarily stressed. It's causing major problems to their physical health and well-being. Their family is suffering as a result. They come home. They're tired. They're sick. They have no patience to deal with their family as opposed to what they should be doing, which would be being a medical doctor that would have brought them so much enjoyment, so much fulfillment that their entire family would be um, reaping the benefits of it. And, I mean, it can go both ways, right? The person who becomes the medical doctor because they've been told that that's what is socially acceptable when, in fact, what they really want to be doing is cleaning our world and being a garbage person is, is like, what they what they are feeling drawn to. Either way you look at it, if you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing, it's going to have an adverse effect on you, which is going to have an adverse effect on everybody around you. As far as being societally accepted, um, by choosing to live more off-grid than on-grid, by choosing to not follow the standards that have been set. The standards are changing. Society, um, as far as the average citizen, is becoming much more open, aware, and accepting. And you can see that by um, not only by the movies, for example, that are being produced, but by the numbers of people who are going to see re- certain movies that are being produced, like the Avatar. And not only are they going to see these movies, but they're understanding what the message of the movie is. Because there's been movies like Avatar that have been coming out um, throughout all time, but people have not necessarily taken the full message of the movie. People are getting the messages now. They are open. They are hearing. They are listening. And they are talking about it. And the number of people who are aware and are awakening to their awareness are growing. And so I can remember when I was in my 20s having discussions with my very own family, and they were completely closed to what I had to say. And, you know, because I was walking, I was I was walking on the wild side, as, as the saying goes, as opposed to the straight and narrow. And it's I'm now in my 40s, and I can sit down and have a conversation with any member of my family. And though they still like to joke around and and play with me, we can actually sit down and have um, a serious conversation in which they are not just listening, but they are participating and uh, participating with interest and with their own perspective that is now much more open. So, and and that's, that's not just with my own family, it just happens that I have it just with my own family as well as with the with the world at large. There, it's just a wonderful example. Um, so, what is societally acceptable is changing, and though it might seem that you, you're living on the outskirts when you're choosing to follow your purpose for being, when you're not doing what is standard, the reality is is that those people that are going to work every day doing a job that they can't stand are looking at you and they're saying, "Wow." What an inspiration you are. Wow, how amazing is that? And it gives those people who are teetering the the perspective to uh, the allowance to actually think about making that choice to do what they're here to do. And so it's it's kind of twofold. Society in and of itself is starting to change and opening up. I mean, my goodness, there's a black president in the United States. They were slaves less than 100 years ago. Like, things are changing. They're evolving. 
Um, and then on the other side of it is the fact that the people who are making these choices and doing these changes are are empowering those who aren't to start to open up their minds and think about it, right? And then they're yeah. starting to make changes themselves. Every single person that steps out on their truth makes it, you know, their people close to them see that that's except that's working. Exactly. And so it radiates that socially acceptance, that social acceptance radiates out from every single every single one of us that does that. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, and 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 also when there's a tenacity involved, right? I mean, I've been doing this um I've been doing this full-time for 11 years straight, um, and then before that I was doing it for about six years, and then in between was the corporate. And so for those people around me to see the tenacity, the dedication, and the drive to keep doing something and to keep growing um, through all of the trials and tribulations and the struggles also lets them see just how important it is, how meaningful it is, and so it also, you know, to that to the to the old man sitting up there saying, You are not doing what you should be doing, even he starts to take a moment and say, Obviously this must actually mean something. There must be something behind this that, that a person would be so dedicated to doing anything and everything they can to make it happen. Right. They sort of get that Which, memory going of, you know, I but but I know Ronnie. She's really smart, and she was really good. She's really she was really good in the corporate world, and she's like willing to give it all for this. What maybe? What what is that all about? It, exactly. It, so many ways that um, just being who you are. Um, yes. <laughs> changes everybody around you. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, and that's that, exponential. That famous quote, you know, if you want to change the story, you change the central character. When you do, the whole story has to change to go around the central character. Exactly. And it's, you know, um, in my own personal life, for example, obviously uh, my family was affected by by my choices as I am by theirs, but... And this is what we're talking about right now. We'll stick to them being affected by me. <laughs> um, but they are not living in an isolated world, right? They have friends. And and we have other family members. And so our friends and family members are being affected by my, my family's being affected, right? Like there's discussions. How's your daughter doing? How's your sister doing? What is she up to? And so that's discussed. And then people who I've never even met, are being affected by the choices that I'm making. And so the the example becomes exponential. So I would say to anybody who is contemplating whether or not they should be true to themselves to also take into account the fact that when you make that choice, you're not just assisting yourself. There is an exponential effect upon every single person on this planet as a result of of one of us choosing to be loved. Absolutely. And, you know, any new idea is first, you know, ridiculed. It's, it's just ridiculous. That's foolishness. 
then it's just something that people are kind of irritated with and frustrated with, and, and then it's just something everybody accepts as true. Exactly. Like the world was flat and now it's round. Yeah. <laughs> it. You get up and show the world's yesterday round. Yesterday it was triangle. Ah. Uh, <laughs> well, you never know. A few more earthquakes, we might just squish right around there. But you uh, decided it should be a triangle. Um, no, and I, I, I agree. It does, it does radiate out into your friends, your family, um, the people that you work with. Um, I, and again, I'm glad that you are so open and honest about your own experience. Because 11 years. 11 years running is a long time to dedicate to this kind of work. So you know that it's a it's a labor of love. I mean, you don't spend 11 years dedicated to this kind of work without without loving passionately what you're doing. Um it's 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 um I think it's beyond a passionate loving. It's a um a very deep-seated knowing of what my purpose is, and if I were to every any time that I have I have said, you know what, I'm just like forget it. I'm just I'm just going to go and find a job working for whoever I can find, and you know at least then I know uh, is always there's always that other voice of, but that's not what you're here to do. And what are you going to be doing if that's what you're doing? How happy are you going to be? How is that going to affect? your son, how is it going to affect the rest of your family, how is it going to affect your friends, what, what is going to be the consequences of choosing not to do what you're here to do, and what I'm here to do, beyond it being something that I passionately love, is there is an intuitive knowing that that is my purpose for being, and I don't think that there's anything more important for me to be here to do than to assist people to love themselves. I can't think of something that is more important, um, that that is a bigger accomplishment for any of us than to face all of our fears, to take the journeys that are necessary, to heal ourselves, that we can be the best person that we can be. Because when we're when we're being the best person that we're being, we're we are positively affecting everyone, right? Because our effect is exponential. We're like that rock that's thrown into the lake when the ripples ripple out. And granted, people that are, you know, hundreds of feet away from that rock are less affected by the ripple. The ripple is much lighter. But they're affected nonetheless. And what is your effect going to be? What is your imprint on this world going to be? What, is, what kind of a, of, a, of a mark are you going to make? Because ultimately... That is your life. And if we're here and, and, and this is what we're, we're doing, we're living our lives, then the, it's, it's, to me it's, it's a very all-encompassing statement, uh, what I do, for a, li- what I do for, for a living, how I live my life, as it should be for anyone else. I mean, this is, this is it. You're here on this earth. You're going to have an effect. Whether it's a good one or a bad one is your choice. And then it's done. You're not on this earth anymore. So while you're on this earth, what is your effect going to be? I don't think there's anything more important than answering that question and doing everything you can to make that effect the best effect that you can make it. 
Because it's exponential either way. Either way, it's exponential. Either way, it's 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 your it's your impact. It's your print on this world. You know, there, like there's, there's that saying that you. Sorry, go ahead. There, there's never really any knowing how far the ripples of your compassion and understanding will spread. It can't be measured. It can be felt, well, but it can't be measured. It, it would definitely take a lot of a lot of um, tools <laughs> and, and somebody who is very dedicated to following the ripples and, and the, the tentacles from there. But even without the exponential effect, even if you're just, you're like on an energetic level, um, if we don't even if we don't even want to go to the extent of the effect on like let's say my effect on somebody in China, for example, you are born into this world. And who you are is who whoever you choose to be while you're in this world is whoever you choose to be. When you're gone, you're gone. So you're here for whatever period that you're here doing whatever it is that you're doing. Don't you want whatever it is that you're doing and whoever it is that you are to be the best that you can be? Like there's that saying that um, you should always leave wherever you've been better than how you came to it, either to not affect it in any negative way or if you are going to have an effect, that the effect should be a positive one. So that's what my life is dedicated to. <laughs> and I think that that for all of us, in truth, that we all want to know that our our life had worth in it, that, you know, when we got up every single day and we did whatever it was that we did, that there was some positive effect, that it had meaning, um, that was a positive meaning in in our life as well as all of the lives that we've touched. I don't think there's many people that wake up in the morning and say, I'd like to go and really hurt people today. And I, I'd like my life to be one that is, is you know, causing horrible things to happen. Uh, for the most part, most of us, are em- empathetic, compassionate people. That That's who we are. So most of us want to know that our life had meaning and it had purpose, and and that purpose was good. So, and, and my life is dedicated to assisting people to fulfill that purpose. Yeah, it's a wonderful... Uh, it, it's... It, I like the way that you express, you know, what I do for a living, comma, how I live my life because it really is it's more than just, you know, okay, well I'm a I'm a life coach and and guide and adventure guide and whatever you want to call it. Uh, uh I call the journeys I that I go on with yeah, this is how I live. It's my whole life. And and you know so yes my expression to the world is is in part responsible for you know how the world comes back at me but it's it's not so much that this is our our chosen occupation from the catalog of occupations available at blah blah college <laughs> this is just this is what this is how i live my life and 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 i remember 
struggling with stuff kind of like you were struggling with, and I looked at it like this, and it worked better. It, um, it's the way we live. It's who we are. Exactly. And, and I think that there's just bazillions of people that want to do that. And, exactly. And they just don't have a clue how. They've never seen it. They've never experienced it. They just don't know because school and everything is aligned for something else. Well, light worker well, is not it, on it, the list of choice careers. Age. Yeah. You know. <laughs> well, it, it it's it, it there's growing. It's growing. You know what? There's it a is. lot of schools that are are there and they're there I'm seeing in in standard I actually just got for the local um the the school board here has adult education courses and believe it or not one of the courses being offered, and this is by the standard educational board here in Toronto, the TDSB, one of the courses that they're offering for the adults and extended continued education is life coaching. So we, it really, when I tell, yes, so when I say that the awareness is growing, it's growing. It's it's it really is happening, and it is becoming much more accepted. The fact that the the term life coach and anybody knows what that means. It, that didn't exist a few years ago, right? It just it just wasn't. You were if you were any type of of uh, life coach, you were some kind of a therapist, and uh, and you were utilizing very standardized labels and uh, to to um, diagnose someone as opposed to journey with someone. Um, you know, and the terms are changing because the perspectives are changing, right? I have a standard education in psychology, but I chose not to call myself a psychotherapist. I chose to call myself an enlightenment guide light um, because I don't follow constructs that are predetermined and try and fit people into boxes that have nice, neat labels and then prescribe to them an appropriate uh, remedy that is the same remedy that would be prescribed to anybody else um, who had somewhat similar uh, storylines. It's it just that's not the way things work. Everyone is an individual. Everyone's story is their own. And you journey the adventure through your fears to loving yourself. And that is, it's a collaborative effort that it partakes both the guide and the the individual choosing to walk the pathway to their healing. So. Things are changing. It's becoming more standard. And for those who don't know what to do, I definitely don't recommend um, to somebody that they should they should just you know walk in and uh, throw everything up in the air and then run out of their house, run out the door and and try and figure their figure it out with their eyes closed. Um, no. You know if you're if you're working at a job and you you don't like where you're working and you know that you're meant to be doing something else, then start doing some research, get some information. You should not be walking out scared out of your mind, freaking out, oh my gosh, I hate what I'm doing, but I really need to be doing something else, but I'm not really sure. And figure out what it is that you're supposed to be doing. Who are you? What is your reason for being here? What really gets you going? What 
brings you fulfillment and happiness. And keep your job wherever you happen to be working while you're figuring these things out and start looking for ways for you to try it out and see what it's like to actually be who you really are and to express yourself. You know, uh, find a, a group of people who are doing that already and start communing, start communicating, start trying out new things and seeing how that resonates with you. And, and you know, there are so many ways for somebody to accomplish what it is that they're here to accomplish. You know, you don't have to, like, as an Enlightenment Guide Light, I, I for example, also do two live web TV shows that are all about this. And that's another way for me to accomplish what I'm here to accomplish. I also do one-on-one journeys. I also do play shops, which... We call workshops play shops because I don't like the word work. Um, but Yay, no, I, all I mentioned that to somebody and they laughed at me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah but shop. then I... I love that. Thank you. But Carry if you, sorry. But if you explain it to them, I'm sure that they would, once they understand why you're saying it, would be like, that's so cool, <laughs> right? But there are so many ways of us accomplishing our personal legends so what I would recommend to someone who knows that they're not doing what they should be doing is, first of all, to figure out what it is you should be doing and to be patient with yourself and then to try and then to start to grow it slowly. Um, I had worked for a number of years, I was so I had, and I'm very um, uh, conscientious, so I had saved up some monies. And when I had first left the corporate world, I spent a year writing, and I wrote my uh, first book as well as a 24-step program to go with it. That I'm, If there's any publishers out there, <laughs> get in touch with me. Um, and, and I spent my time doing that because I had a little egg nest that was available and that was able to assist me. And then slowly but surely, I started growing my own business. But at the same time, I also had to take some odd jobs here and there so that I was ensuring that I could... Um, you know, continue to support myself and my son. It's it's not like an all or nothing type of thing. You don't want to be. Um, you don't need to make it into jumping be, off of a cliff. Exactly, and you and you don't want to be irresponsible, and you you also don't have to make it harder on yourself, right? So, it's take your time, baby steps. But you have to keep at it. There has to be a tenacity. There has to be persistence. There has to be determination. And you need to know who you are. You need to know what your purpose is. And it's good to keep questioning that also. It's good to be open to the refinement of, of these things. It can change because, over time. Yes. Thank yes. you should be a writer and you end up being on the TV or the radio or the <laughs> Exactly. Or the, whatever. <laughs> It's a, exactly. Had to throw that in there, eh, Rick? It's a long and winding road. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, me? What? Who me? Get that digging. Well, um, it is. It is. Just... It is ever expanding, ever growing. Um, one of the things I, I I'd like to add to um, what you just said, Ronnie, is 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 another good thing to do is is to not be afraid to ask spirit and the universe for help. Um, and to Absolutely. be open to the guidance and the signs that are going to come, you know, little little signs, just little tiny things that um, might seem out of place but might help direct you onto the right path. Um, because it is. It is a continually um, expanding process. 
you're always learning and, and yes. you're not going to stay stagnant yeah. in one spot, one, one position, um, one role. Uh, it's it's constantly going to change, and you're going to be so many different things to so many different people. And I think that's... Absolutely. And I think... Absolutely. That, you know, one point of unhappiness that I see with light workers of the sort, we, we talked earlier about how difficult it would be and how many people with tools and patience to, to try to figure out the extent of the effect of the ripples. And I think that when we try to turn it into, did I have my 15 clients or did I sell my 1,000 books or did I sell my 500 records, whatever it is we've decided is our goal line, um, it's when we try to take score like that 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 you you get discouraged and get unhappy because you really can't know from our viewpoint just what an effect you've had. Absolutely. So you Absolutely. just kind of plunge forward <laughs> and let the effects be what they be. And, and, many of us and want I think to that have an effect and to know that we've done some good, like Ronnie said. Um, but again, yeah. you can ask for confirmation, and, and you'll get on a day you're sitting there going, "Do am I making a difference? Like, am I really making a difference? On that day, that's when you're going to check your email and somebody that you have no idea is following your blogs or watching your radio or listening to your radio show or watching your videos is going to drop you a line on your inbox and say, hey, I just want you to know, yesterday you helped me get past so-so, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, look for the confirmation because it's out there if you need it. Yeah, it's so it's such a that's it's such a a huge thing. Um it's it's funny, right? Because a a light healer is is in tune with the esoteric, with the unseen, and yet we have like the fear that we have is based upon the physical because we're not trusting in the unseen. And it's it's almost like when you make that jump and you choose that you're going to be true to yourself that you really are putting yourself in a position where you're having to um actually live by what it is that you are, um, that is your truth. You're having to trust in the unseen. You're having to put your faith in um, the spiritual, uh, as you were saying, where, you know, the money, you're not going into a job every single day, that you're getting the money, uh, you're getting your check every week or two weeks, whatever the case may be, that there are moments where you're unsure of where anything is going to come from. And like you were just saying, Jane, where you, am I really making an effect? Or as you said, Rick, how far is my effect actually reaching? It's in those moments that you have to have that trust and that faith and be open to receiving, be open to trusting that if I'm doing what I know intuitively and what I feel is my purpose for being here, then what is required to assist me will show up and it will show up when I need it. And if whatever is in my life is right now, it's here because it's assisting me get to where I need to be, even if it seems horrible. And that flick of the mind switch, that change in our perception, really, really does change what physically manifests. And as you were saying, Jean, you do wind up getting that email or that surprise check in the mail that you require when you let go of the fear and you put your trust into that into that intuitive feeling that sent you on your pathway in the first place. 
And I can think of no better way to end the show than that statement. <laughs> wise words, my friend, wise words. I, so, Ronnie, we're going to have we've, – we've put a bunch of links uh, into the chat room uh, over the course of the show, and uh, they'll be on our, on our blog, our website. Uh, but for our podcast listeners, how can they find you to find out more information about you and what you're doing? And, and uh, what are some Well, web- the easiest way – yeah. The easiest way for anyone uh when they're just listening is to go to the main uh our main website which is uh the number 1, the numerical number 1 as opposed to writing out number. It's the numerical number 1 is all i s a l l .com. And you'll find you'll find uh a plethora of links there that are available and uh, that will take you all over the web and will get you to me directly as well. Wonderful. That makes it easy. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to thank you so much for so much for being here with us tonight. It's been so much fun having you in the sandbox with us. <laughs> oh, thank you so much, both of you. It's been absolutely delightful. Well, it has been a pleasure, Ronnie. Thanks for thanks for joining us tonight. We do appreciate you coming and sharing your your journey. Thank you, thank you. And just a quick shout out to our friends in the uh, in the chat room. We've had guests that uh, that have come and and gone, and I'd like to say hi to Aline and Jason and guest seven three one seven. So glad that you're with us, uh, and everybody. Uh, uh, hope you'll join us again on our next show, where we're going to have uh, uh, Michael Robbins. And uh, he's going to uh, what is he? He's going to assist anyone that wants to dive into the sea of ever increasing abundance in every area of their life. Sounds like another exciting show. Thanks again, Ronnie. And uh, y'all, y'all check out Ronnie's website. Uh, come, come by uh, EverydayConnection.me. We'll have links, um, and uh, we'll see you next time. Bye, everybody. Night, all. Join Rick and Jean again next time. Until then, visit their website at everydayconnection.me and be sure to like their Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash everydayconnection. Worried you might miss an episode? Don't worry. Subscribe. Find us on iTunes by searching for Everyday Connection Radio. Subscriptions are free just like your everyday connection. Now is the chance to use reliable energy to grow your money with the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. Our new investment product offers competitive returns, no maintenance fees, and flexible online access to your money. Make the reliable investment in reliable energy. The Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. To find out more, go online to reliabilityinvestment.com. That's reliabilityinvestment.com. So you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life, the only question before that question. How do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, You can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today. 
and dare to be devoted. We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See jared.com slash price match for details.